Welcome to the Unsweetened Sayo podcast. My name is Siobhan Harris. I am a certified integrative nutrition health coach and the founder of unsweetenedsayo.com. I gave up all sugar and all flour on January 13th, 2018, and am finally free of my addiction. My mission is to help other sugar addicts find their path to freedom and live the sweet life without sugar. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 41 of Unsweetened Sayo, the podcast. Today, I am going to be talking with Gita Danan, a dental hygienist that I met through a health coaching networking group. And I'm really excited to talk with her today about how important dental health is to our overall health. Um, Just a little more information about Gita. She's been in the dental field for more than 30 years and began working for her orthodontist at 17. Later, she went through the dental hygiene program to become a licensed dental hygienist. She's passionate about all things health. She's a certified holistic health coach, certified yoga instructor, meditator, and has been 12 years gluten-free and for three years a vegan. She believes in creating a healthy body, mind, and spirit. So welcome, Gita. Thank you so much for talking with us today. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Yes. Well, I've talked before on the podcast about how important dental health is. Um, to our overall health. So why don't you kind of talk to us a little bit about that with your background for people that maybe just don't realize that. Okay. Well, one of the things that I find most common, and especially in our country and just in the Western world in general, we have a tendency to compartmentalize parts of our bodies that like um, when I'm in the dental office, I often take blood pressure or we'll ask about medications and people don't understand the correlation. But um, I have a really sweet Southern friend who (laughs) put it very succinctly when she said, the same blood that flows through your infected gums is flowing through your heart and your brain and all of your vital organs. And so it's, we're not compartmentalized. Yes, we have specialists. You know, we have cardiologists, we have endocrinologists, we have people that really specialize, but we can't say that the, like our mouths are less important than any other part of our bodies. Yeah, that's a really good, I like the way she puts that because that is true. (laughs) And I know that, that gum disease is linked to heart disease. Is that true too? Yes, there are just so much information coming out about that. In fact, I was reading an article not too long ago. Um, A researcher gained permission from the family members of people who were going to pass um, to as quickly as possible because the bacteria um, changes over time, especially when it's postmortem. And so in order to get viable samples, you have to get them as quickly as possible. And they were taking tissue samples of hearts of people who had heart disease. 
and they found the same bacteria that's in your mouth that causes gum infections in their heart tissue. And I just find that so fascinating. Wow. Yeah, that is really, really fascinating. So I'm glad that's why I wanted you to talk to us today to kind of give us some tips. I actually kind of have a, a list of questions, but also maybe just starting with some overall best practices and tips that maybe we just don't realize. Like for one, for one thing for me is I've been, um, last few times I've gone to the dentist, I'm having a lot of gum recession mm -hmm. and so I'm terrified I'm going to have to get one of those grafts. But one thing, and it's only been a few years, you know, so I'm 40 now and I've been brushing my teeth wrong for most of the time. And it was just that I was brushing way too hard. Yes. Um, so that is one of the most just, common things that we're dealing with now is the brushing yeah. too hard and scrubbing side to side. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. Even with electric toothbrushes, people still tend to brush with them really vigorously. <laughs> So let's start with toothbrushes. Um, okay. Would you suggest, yeah, like a sonic care or an electric toothbrush over a regular toothbrush? So I'm probably way outside of the norm on this one. And my preference is whatever you like most. Because I have patients that really cannot tolerate electric toothbrushes. They're the vibration of them is very intense and it's just more than they can tolerate. So I would never tell them that they, they just have to do it. You know what I mean? So for me, um, and I feel the same way about different kinds of floss, um, whatever you will use <laughs> is the best toothbrush. <laughs> um, I have many elderly patients that have a hard time with the vibration. Um, and holding on to those bigger handles, they can actually do a better job with just a manual toothbrush. And so again, I would definitely say that whatever your preference is, um, that's the best, whatever you will use. <laughs> that's a good point. Do you yeah. find though, if for people that can tolerate the electric toothbrush, is it really, I guess there might be some people listening that's like, do I really want to invest that much money in is it? Do I, am I really like getting that much cleaner? Like, you know, the way that they make it sound out to be. I mean, I've used one for years for, you know, just, I don't know, my dentist recommended it a long time ago and I really like it. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know actually, if it really does. I actually do believe that if you can tolerate them and you can use them correctly, that's the big caveat is if you're using them correctly. Often people use them like they would their manual toothbrush and that's not how they're designed to be used. And so if you will take the time to read the instructions or listen to you know, how your hygienist or your dentist recommend that you use it, I do find that for the majority of people, one of the biggest reasons is there's a timer on them. And so people will brush a little bit longer and be more thorough because really that is the key to good toothbrushing is thoroughness. It is not brushing harder. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Like a lot of people, like my kids, I make them sing the ABCs at least twice. You know, most people are just kind of rushing 
through it. So I do like some of those like sonic hairs also have um, like the, it beeps for whatever quadrant. So you make sure you get like 30 seconds in each quadrant too. Cause I, sometimes you focus on one area more than others. So I think that's right. kind of yeah, a because nice. Because it's thing. easier to hold it there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I do, I do find that for the majority of people, if you can tolerate it, um, they do tend to get your mouth cleaner. And for brushing tips with one, um, you know, it might be hard to explain just over a podcast, but basically you're just letting the toothbrush do, do the work and just kind of putting it lightly against your gum line. You're not really moving your hands around. It's just because it's already vibrating. It's kind of doing the work for you. Is that right? Yes, 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 yes. A hundred percent. Yes. Good job. <laughs> Gold star. <laughs> well, that's because a dentist had to tell me this, you know, a few years ago and I teach that to my kids. I always tell them, don't brush your teeth too hard like mommy did. Um, yes. So that's something, you know, if you do have any questions, I'm sure there's tons of like videos on how to's, but just ask your dentist too for a demonstration because that's really what it took for me to be able to visualize it. And I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, yes, exactly. And you do recommend twice a day, um, at yes. least twice a day. Like how do you feel about people that brush after every meal or every time they eat? Can you brush too much? <laughs> I don't think you can brush too much as long as you're being gentle. I really don't. Okay. I used to brush my teeth like five times a day. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's more about, you know, that gentleness. Like I always tell people too to hold their toothbrush with their fingertips instead of their fists so they just can't push so hard. And that's how I've always brushed my teeth and um especially the transition after having worn braces. A lot of people wear braces now. And when you have braces and brackets and wires and all that stuff sticking out, you can brush a little harder and that's when you develop, you know, your uh, what you're used to. And so when you get all that stuff out, you still tend to brush more vigorously than you need to. So if you can transition to a gentler kind of brushing after you get your braces off, then it will really save your gums in the long run for sure. And maybe that was, I did have braces for a long time. Maybe that's where I picked up some of these bad <laughs> habits. Um, <laughs> very common, very common. Yeah. So what about toothpaste? This is something that I'd be curious to get, pick your brain about a little bit because, and this isn't something that I've actually mentioned yet on the podcast, yes. but I, I tend to go towards, I want to use a natural product. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking for more of a natural toothpaste. And mm -hmm. what's interesting since going, cause now I'm sugar and flour free for two years now and it's really hard to find a toothpaste, regular or, you know, kind of more natural, that does not have some kind of sweetener in it. Right. So I just right. kind of tried not to stress out about that when I was first going off sugar and flour, thinking, well, I'm spitting it out anyway. It's not like, if I start eating my toothpaste, there might be an issue, <laughs> but... <laughs> For the most part, if I'm making a brush and spit out, I should be fine. But yes. what is kind of your recommendations on, you know, toothpaste and I don't know, even any kind of brands that you like, 
whether, you know, the more mainstream ones or some natural ones too that you find. Because I think some people are afraid that they might not do as good of a job as like a Crest or Colgate. So I'm just curious mm -hmm. of, on, you know, what you found with that. Yeah, I really do believe that um, some of this recession that we're seeing now more than ever in the past um, has to do with our toothpaste. And they're just extremely mm. abrasive, the whitening and the tartar control toothpastes. Um, mm. I just, I'm not a fan. And I was a part of a study club where a pharmacist came in and she was talking about the chemicals of those tartar control and whitening. And even though they may have been approved by the FDA or the ADA, um, you know, there's not been any long-term studies on those chemicals. And oral cancer is on the rise, stomach cancer is on the rise. And who knows how much of these chemicals is part, you know, a part of that. So my thing is just reduce as many chemicals as you possibly can. I often recommend to my patients that want, you know, that shop more mainstream to shop on the bottom shelf, the plain old crest, the plain Colgate that doesn't have the tartar control, doesn't have the whitening. Um, those things are extremely abrasive and they really have not been shown to do what their claim is. Um, of course, they're all glittery and packaged right at eye level and make you think that you need that, but you really don't. Um, and as far as the natural toothpastes, um, I, I personally use Trader Joe's. Um, it's a funny one. It's like fennel and lavender or something funny. <laughs> um, because I have been trying to focus on my thyroid health. And now this is just for me. Um, because I, I also have some theories about fluoride. I know that that's very controversial, um, but I have never had a cavity in my life. And so I'm wow. not cavity prone. I don't, have, I don't have to worry about fluoride at this point in my life. And so I- Someone that has a mouthful of cavities, but yeah, so- Aaron is so good yeah. So, and you know, I think care. a lot of it is, um, you know, exercise your own best judgment for sure. Mm -hmm. um, I would you say I, even the more natural ones like Tom's, mm -hmm. for instance, yes. that's one I think that's everywhere. Now they have ones that are whitening and stuff there. Would you still say that those can be as abrasive, still stick to the yeah, most absolutely. basic Okay. Yep. I'm, you know, the, and the main reason is those chemicals. Nobody really knows mm -hmm. what they are. And, and like we say, you know, when you're shopping for packaged items, if you read the ingredients list and there's something that you can't pronounce or something that you don't know what it is, don't buy it. And I feel the same right. way about anything that you put in your mouth. Um, mm -hmm. You know, with all of the studies that are coming out about the importance of gut health, and these things that can affect your flora in your mouth and, and as you swallow can affect the bacteria in your gut all the way down. And, you know, 
there hasn't been much research into, because it's such a new science, there hasn't been much mm -hmm. research into these chemicals and how they're affecting people. And so I yeah. say, unless you want to be a guinea pig, which I don't, I don't want my family to be a guinea pig for the FDA or, you know, um, that's just my, my take on it. Um, so yeah, if you, you feel know, like, you know, if you're a coffee drinker or, you know, tea drinker and you feel like you get a bit too much stain, I have recommended that you put a little teeny dab of your toothpaste in the palm of your hand and then add maybe some baking soda. And that is as abrasive as you want in your mouth is baking soda. And that's really not all that abrasive. Um, yeah, I was going to ask you about baking soda, if that really works because mm -hmm. I've noticed my teeth just recently are starting to get more stained and it's weird because I don't drink coffee and I do drink uh tea though so it could be tea but not as much as some people do but I did right. so I just started recently, um but I don't do it with my sonic hair I have just a regular toothbrush too so at night I just dip a little bit of that in my baking soda and just brush real softly everywhere perfect. yeah perfect can you do that too much though is that something I shouldn't do nightly since it is abrasive or it's okay um no, I don't. I mean, unless you're really scrubbing hard, I, I don't think yeah. that you know, the, the baking soda itself, that's one of the reasons that I am more a fan of warm salt water and baking soda is that, you know, it may affect the bad bacteria, but not necessarily the good bacteria. So yeah. um, I, I don't think that, you know, you can really overdo it again, unless you're drinking it or doing something kind of wacky. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's good to know because, yeah, and I am using, I think, a whitening toothpaste right now. So maybe I will look for something a little more, more simple because, like I said, I have been having that gum recession because, so that could be part of it. Yeah. Um, what about like mouthwash then with that same talk, thinking about the chemicals and what you're like, how do you feel about yeah, mouthwash? I'm, I'm not a fan. I'm, I'm not a fan at all. At all. And you know, I have patients that use hydrogen peroxide because it says right on it that it's an oral rinse. It has been banned in Canada because it's proven to be co-carcinogenic. So, um, yeah, I, you know, there just hasn't been enough studies and the studies that are out don't get mainstream. Like you really have to read the dental journals and things like that to read some of these studies. And I realized that that isn't, that isn't the kind of reading that most people do. <laughs> um, oh, not the light reading. Yes, exactly. So like, you know, there's a, there's a big push about reducing the bacteria in your mouth. Some of it is important. Some of it is enzymatic and helps break down the food that you're chewing and, and you need it. Um, so we don't want to wipe all of it out. And that's what Listerine, hydrogen peroxide, some of those other stronger things, even if they're alcohol free, if you can't read the chemical and you don't know what it is, don't put it in your mouth. I say that probably 10 times a day to people. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm 
definitely bucking the system here. I'm going against ABA regulations and recommendations and whatever. Um, but until I see evidence that these things are not harmful and causing problems when everything is changing so rapidly and we're seeing such a rise in cancer and you know who knows how much of these chemicals is is contributing to that i don't want to be a part of it and i don't want my patients to be a part of it and i don't want my family to be a part of it until we have more yeah. information yeah Sounds like any kind of benefit there is to a mouthwash, the risks probably outweigh the benefits anyway. Now I know there's yeah. a lot of more natural ones too. Yeah. But same thing, you don't they do, even if they don't have it, if you find one without any chemicals in it, do you still feel like it's not really that beneficial? Well, I recommend warm salt water if you really feel like you yeah. need to rinse your mouth. My biggest question is why? Why do you feel like you need, if you're brushing and you're flossing, then you are doing what you need to do and you don't really need to do much more. And so- What about people, just, like, people that with, use Listerine for like breath, like, cause they think it helps freshen their breath throughout the day. Well, breath usually, bad breath is usually an imbalance in bacteria. So you're creating more problems. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, you know, you may have to wean yourself off of it, but um, bad breath comes from an imbalance of bacteria. And if you're brushing and brushing your tongue, a lot of people forget that part. Your tongue has little filet on it. And so it's three dimensional and it can trap a lot of bacteria. You know, when you're looking under a microscope, there's, there's a lot of dimension there that the bacteria can get trapped in. And so that's why tongue scrapers are good or brushing your tongue. Um, if you're brushing your tongue. You Sorry, I'm getting that yeah. feedback again. Okay, we're back. Sorry about that. We were having a little technical sound difficulty, but we were talking about mouthwash and we've got to the tongue scraper, which is something I do use. Um, so I was curious, yeah, what you, if that's a good way to get rid of some of the bad bacteria, what your thoughts are on the tongue scraper. Yes, I am a fan of tongue scrapers. If you don't like to have an extra gadget, you can just use a toothbrush too, mm. but you want to brush your tongue or scrape your tongue for sure. Yeah. Cause there's, like you said, bacteria there too. But... Yeah. In fact, your tongue, if you look at it, you know, under a microscope, it's got a lot of landscape to it. So it can trap a lot of bacteria mm -hmm. and, um, often you know bad breath is more from an imbalance of the bacteria so you don't want to destroy everything <laughs> right right and then sometimes too it can be a matter of your gut health that it's more you know it's deeper it's more from your stomach than it is from your mouth and then you're saying and, for bad breath if you're having yeah okay. yes exactly yes Usually a sign that there's a bigger issue kind of going mm -hmm. on. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that's good to know. So let's there, talk about, oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say there is some bad breath that comes from untreated periodontal disease. Mm. And, um, you know, so it is important to go to your dentist and find out if you do feel like you have a problem with bad breath, what the underlying cause might be. Because if you haven't had your teeth cleaned professionally in a really long time, or 
you know, you have a family history of periodontal issues that have, hasn't been treated, um, that can definitely cause some bad breath. Yeah, get it checked out. And I guess right. I'm just one of those people, even though I don't enjoy going to the dentist, I am so by the book every six months, you know, I do my two cleanings a year, but I guess there's probably a lot of people that don't adhere to that. So yeah. my, you don't have dental insurance or whatever, but really right. I think that's something that it is super important to go if you can twice a year and have it, have your mouth professionally cleaned, have the x-rays done. And they right. check for all that um, periodontal disease. They check right. your gum recession now. I feel like there's always like something every dental visit that we're doing. So, yep. <laughs> well, and like I try to remind people, you know, even if they don't have insurance and they have to pay out of pocket, it is so much less expensive to have an exam and a cleaning, you know, just to have everything looked at. Then it is crowns and implants and, you know, big fillings or toothaches, you know, to have dental problems is not fun. And so it's just a way to head off dental problems. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Well, let's talk about flossing a little bit since, you know, that's another area where I don't think most people probably floss. Um, I'm one, a daily flosser. For a while, I was flossing twice a day. But when <laughs> I started having that gum recession, I thought, well, maybe I'm flossing too. I, I kind of backed off a little bit. Um, yeah. But talk to us about, I know there's all different kinds of floss and just, I'm sure you're going to say, you know, as long as you're, just whatever gets you flossing, but. Exactly, what kind of, I am. <laughs> what kind of tips can you give us though around flossing particularly? So probably one of the biggest misconceptions is that all you have to do is just get the floss in between your teeth. And it's really more a matter of kind of wrapping the floss around the tooth and then scrubbing the side of the tooth kind of up and down. And you actually go slightly below the gum line. There is what we call a natural pocket. I kind of describe it like a turtleneck of gum that goes around your teeth. And so you want to snug that floss up around your tooth. And you can even do it with those little floss picks. Um, where you push it up against the tooth and then slide it down below the gum line and then scrub the side of the tooth two or three times and then go up and over that little point of gum that's in between your teeth and then pull the other way so that you get it wrapped around the tooth that's next to that one and then go down gently and scrub up and down a little bit. So that's probably the biggest misconception. You don't need to pinch your gums. You don't need to push the floss against your gums. Um, it's really more about scrubbing the sides of the teeth. If you think about like washing your neck under the turtleneck, does that make sense? Yeah. Or almost like giving each tooth a little hug on each side too. Like yes. A yes. Yeah. Again, that's I a great mean, way to say flossing wrong forever. But again, just asking the same dentist who gave me like, you know, showed me how to use the toothpaste or toothbrush demonstration, like really yeah. showed me how to floss too. Yeah. So Again, if you are not sure, because it is kind of hard to explain, just right. ask a dentist or dental hygienist to show you the correct way because yeah, yeah I think I've sort of, of taken floss. that on as my mission. I don't assume anybody <laughs> knows how to floss correctly. Yeah. So anybody who sits in my chair gets a demonstration. <laughs> that's good. No, that's good. Because, yeah, I think because the thing is, is that 
so what this is the verbiage I use. I always say, just to make sure that when you say flossing and I say flossing, we mean the same thing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so, yeah, that's one of the things that I think is the, the most frustrating for us in the dental field is that everyone is trying to find a way to avoid it. Mm -hmm. um, when really I feel like it's one of those things that if you could just embrace it and however it best suits you, I recommend putting the floss or floss picks in the shower so that you can make it part of your daily routine because that's the hard part. It literally takes a minute and a half to floss your teeth. So it's not a big time-consuming chore unless you turn it into a big time-consuming chore. And it cleans one-third of your teeth that your teeth toothbrush doesn't get. And so it's important important piece of it. And it's also where gum disease starts in between your teeth. So if you really want to avoid gum disease and, you know, having bigger problems down the road, flossing is your thing. It just is. So if, if there's any way that you can figure out how to embrace it and, you know, make it a game in your family. Like put up a little chart, who flossed this week? And you get a cupcake for whoever flossed every day or, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. That's counterintuitive, I think. Oh, no, no. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I should say. Yeah. Like some other kind of non-sugar treat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you get a new pencil. <laughs> yeah, I um it's funny you say that though because I've kind of done that recently probably in the past 2 years because I had a friend I have a really good friend who loves flossing and she's like oh yeah I floss like it's I mean she loves it and I'm like yeah maybe I just need to embrace this kind of like you're saying so and I've talked about this on my podcast before but especially at nights I just take a good 15 minutes to do my, um, and I make it a, a time to practice mindfulness too. I'm yes. very present. I'm not trying to do 18 other things at once because that's another thing right. I think with brushing teeth. Everyone's like multitasking and then not paying attention to how hard or how little you're brushing. So exactly. I focus, especially at night, and I do like my face wash and moisturizer routine, but then spend a lot of time really slowly, mindfully brushing my teeth, flossing, and just kind of mm -hmm. enjoying how good it feels. From, like, flossing kind of feels good as you do it more often. It might hurt in the beginning or your um, gums might bleed, but the more you do it, I think the faster you kind of get at it too. It's just a little awkward to get that movement down, but now I actually really enjoy it. Um, I recently was traveling and forgot floss and I like went out and got some because I couldn't even stand like one night without flossing. So <laughs> That's how I know people are finally on board. Yeah. So when you can't, when you just can't stand it, not having it, then you know that you're really sold on flossing. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Time of day that you have more time, like it's because most of our mornings are pretty rushed. I get that. Exactly. You know, I seem to have a little more time before bed, so that's when I try yeah. to do it because I know I can go a little slower and more carefully. Well, um, and there's a big, you know, a big movement started in 2019, maybe even sooner than that, but I started to really see it as a as a big buzzword is self care, mm -hmm. and that's a big piece of it. Like, why not just make that part of your self-care? Exactly. It's all about how you're looking at it. You know, like tell yourself you're taking care of yourself. Mm 
-hmm. and you're reducing the bacteria in your whole body yeah and which reduces inflammation because your body doesn't have to send out all of the you know antibodies and everything that it's trying to do to correct that imbalance that's a good point just like thinking about how yeah it's not just your mouth it's you're helping your whole body it's all connected exactly yep so how do you feel about i think another really big um trend in the dental world recently has been charcoal toothpaste charcoal toothbrush charcoal everything yeah uh, is that something that's really abrasive too that you don't recommend or how do you yeah it's that? so abrasive oh and you know in especially in this country you know i can only speak for <laughs> for people in in the us but we're really big on if a little's good then a lot's better yeah and so people just tend to go overboard and then i see the damage of that and so i'm just not a fan of the charcoal either i feel like it's too abrasive and um, i started using it and then stopped um because I kind of got on that. I was like, oh, charcoal. And it was a natural brand, you know, right. it's, you know, charcoal, whatever. And I thought, oh, but yeah, I've kind of backed off of it. So that's yeah, if you want to use it, you know, maybe once a month or something, because you feel good about it, that's fine. But again, I, I just feel like it's too abrasive, especially with all the damage that we're seeing now. You know, it's really interesting speaking with other hygienists who've been practicing for a long time. When we first got out of school, everyone was using hard toothbrushes mm -hmm. and we didn't see the kind of damage that we see now because when your gums move down, they don't come back. And so it's really important to try to not let that happen. Yeah, and once it does, you don't want... It, you don't want it to get worse. You want to try to hold it as stable as possible. So yeah, I, because of all of the recession and even we call it abrasion, mm -hmm. where it actually starts ditching out the roots of your teeth. Um, I just am not a fan of anything that's very abrasive right now. Well, that's where I am with I'm like, can we not regenerate my gums? I guess not. Like, I'm just trying to hold it steady now. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. That is funny, though. It is true. Like, once we get on some like char, it's like charcoal everything. I feel like recently just made me think. This is kind of off topic, but you know, CBD oil is like the rage now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was at New Seasons Market, and they have CBD sausages. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's necessary, but CBD, you know, maybe yeah. topically is easier than eating a sausage. With I just think that, like we do go like way overboard with things. And that so is overboard, so okay. overboard. Yeah, we're really big on if a little is good, then we just gotta get it everywhere. Yes, that's so funny. Well, I also have teeth whitening on my list, but I'm guessing from what we talked before, your, you know, the, the crest white strips, the, mm -hmm. any kind of whitening stuff. Well, so here's my theory about, you know, if you're using a whitening toothpaste because you feel like you have staining or something like that, you are better off using a crest white strip mm. that is specifically formulated to remove that without being abrasive mm. than you are to be using that whitening toothpaste on a daily basis. and the biggest problem with bleaching, if you have any recession, you're going to be way more prone to having sensitivity. Yeah. Um, and 
unfortunately, having teeth get darker is part of the aging process. Mm -hmm. um, our, our teeth actually have <laughs> guts inside, you know, there's blood vessels and, and there's nerves and, and so there's things inside and that canal actually narrows as we get older and your teeth get a little bit more brittle and they also get darker. And so that is one of the things that happens as we get older. Plus, I tell people, if you eat food that has color, it isn't necessarily tea and coffee. It's spinach and pomegranates and blueberries. You know, if you eat anything with color, you're going to be turning your teeth a different color over time. Just yeah over time that's what happens mm -hmm. um, so if you feel like your teeth are darker than you want them to be I do recommend either that um, office treatments that you take home and you can monitor you know any sensitivity I'm not a big fan of the ones that you do in the office that just zap your teeth and turn them really white really quickly because if you have sensitivity you cannot stop it like and it can be really really sensitive mm -hmm. So I like the ones that you can take home. And so if your teeth are sensitive, you can do it every other day or even just once a week until they brighten up a little bit. The other thing is, is that teeth do not turn the color of paper. Like I said, they have guts, they have color. <laughs> so what you wanna do is match your teeth to the whites of your eyes. Uh, That's how they say that it, it looks the most natural. Yes, oh, yeah, we've all seen those people. A lot of you know, Hollywood shows us the unnatural. right, exactly, and they look weird, don't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but so, again, if you know, if you're not a fan of putting hydrogen peroxide in your mouth, um, yeah, then you might just want to stay away from bleaching. I haven't bleached in probably seven years. Okay, um, Dude, but I obviously. I obviously did at one point. <laughs> do you have to keep doing it though for it to last? Is it one of those things that you have to do pretty regularly or? Not necessarily. Um, you know, once you get them brightened up, then like even just once a year or, you know, whatever, like I said, I haven't done mine in six or seven years and people still comment on how white my teeth look. Mm -hmm. And I, <laughs> so it, it just kind of depends on you. Everybody's teeth have a different density to them. And that is part of what contributes also to more frequent cavities and things like that. And so if your teeth are more porous, you might pick up stain a little bit more. And so you might need a little bit more often bleaching, like twice a year, a little touch up or something. Um, where if you have really dense teeth and you're not as cavity prone, and your teeth just manage to stay a little wider longer than you don't need to touch yeah. them up as much. And that's a good, you know, I was going to talk about that too, because a dentist also, and when I was living in California, kind of told me, because I was really bummed. I had like three cavities and I was like in one visit and I was like, you know, I don't understand. I take such good care of my teeth because I really have for a long time now. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I floss. I'm one of those people that actually flosses, you know, that's probably flossing wrong and brushing too hard, but still, you know, it's doing it consistently. And she said, well, you're the nature of my teeth were just, I had a lot of cracks and maybe like you're saying, kind of like the fissures or whatever. She's like, you know, you just, the type of teeth you have, no matter how well you brush them, you're going to have more challenges. There's just too many crevices and stuff to, like that 
So I think it's part of it kind of what you inherit, I guess, too, as far as teeth. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And the sad part is, is that you probably started getting, getting fillings when you were very young. Yeah, I did. And so um, that's, that's another contributing factor. Once you have a filling, you have an edge now that wasn't there on your natural tooth you have an edge where the tooth and the crown or the tooth and the filling material comes together and so it's just going to be more prone to catching stuff mm -hmm. um and so there's there was a joke done at one of my ce courses the the gentleman teaching said um you know a large filling in a baby tooth or not a baby tooth but in an adult tooth and a young person is going to grow up and become a crown yeah. and it it just holds very true um that because you you know disrupted that natural formation of the tooth and and placed a filling material which needed to be there i'm not saying don't get fillings right but i am saying that once you start down that road it just becomes kind of a cascading event mm -hmm. um so that is my one plug for fluoride. And so here's my thing about fluoride, because I know it's very controversial. Just like many things, um, fluoride is a natural element. It's, um, it's a mineral that is found in the earth. But what happened years ago when they started creating petroleum products, it was a byproduct. And so they were like, what are we gonna do with this? And they found that it does help strengthen people's teeth. And so sadly, it's not really that fluoride itself is a bad thing, but that it is processed mm. in a way that isn't the best. Um, but if you are a person who is prone to cavities, and started off down that road of getting fillings and stuff at a very young age, I have seen the, the help that it can be to people. And tooth pain is no joke. If, if anybody has ever had a toothache, they know. Um, it's one of the number one reasons children miss school in this country is toothaches. And, um, you know, it, it's one of those things, again, I guess you just really have to kind of reach inside yourself and decide what is important for you. And we should just be supportive of each other. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I have a friend who's very prone to cavities. And so I talked to her about using some fluoride and she's a very natural person. She doesn't wear anything on her face or on her skin or anything that's not natural. And um, you know, and she buys cotton clothes and everything. And, and I love her and appreciate her so much. But, you know, watching her struggle with her teeth issues, when she started using a little bit of fluoride, things really turned around for her. And so, you know, yeah, I just don't think it's good to say that it should be banned or whatever. Yeah. Because it does help. It is. It has been proven to be helpful for people. And you are talking about toothpaste right now, not necessarily. Yes, yes, yeah. Or like even fluoride. like over-the-counter ACT fluoride rinse. Mm -hmm. But just make sure that it says fluoride rinse because there's a gazillion kinds. You know, there's plaque rinses and there's, you know, bad breath rinses and all that kind of stuff. So the fluoride rinse, um, yeah. 
And then what about- but again, it could be something that you talk with, you know, if you have a naturopath or a healthcare provider, you could ask them how they feel about it too. If you want a little bit more advice. Mm-hmm. Um, my feeling is, is that it, it's just like a lot of things, you know, like gluten-free isn't necessarily for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, it works for some people and is a really great help to their health. And then for other people, it doesn't really seem to make that much difference. Right. And so I feel the same way about fluoride. What do you say then about fluoride treatments, like in the office, like when you go, yeah. um, how do you feel about those then? Um, again, the same thing. Like we pretty much, I only use those fluoride treatments on elderly people who are really struggling with decay just because they don't have the dexterity so much to get the plaque off or they're in a nursing home and they're, they're just not being cared for in that way, you know. Um, <laughs> that's a whole other topic, but anyway, they're, you know, they're just not getting the care that they need. And so, um, I will, I will do that for them because again, mouth pain is, is real and it's very difficult. In fact, they use it for the scale of pain <laughs> is mouth pain because it is so intense. Um, and then of course on children, because we don't want them to go down that road of getting fillings that are later going to turn into crowns and bigger issues and, you know, more ongoing problems. And so in that sense, it's, it's a little bit more preventative. So, yeah. But again, you know, like we have a 12 or 13 year old who's never had ever had a cavity in their lives. I'm not going to put fluoride on them. They don't need it. Yeah. Well, I have, so I do, I've been getting fluoride treatments, but I feel like I probably do need them. Um, Mm -hmm. And to backpedal a little bit, I want to finish out about fluoride, but it just made me think about the last time I was at the dentist. I was wondering if this is true when we're talking about fillings. I pretty much have have, I feel like I have a cavity in almost every mouth at this point. So I'm like, when I go to the dentist, I'm like, what else could I have? And the last time my dentist said that she wanted to fill three, they weren't technically cavities yet, but it was like between the teeth that might turn into cavities. Mm. And I just decided not to do that. Just like really, I was like, oh, that sounds a little aggressive. I don't really Mm want to add more, but is that something, can you talk to me more about that? Is that a thing? Like you can actually get a cavity between your teeth? (laughs) Yeah, that's actually where a lot of cavities start if you're not a flosser, yeah. but, um, but you are a flosser. Yeah. And to do it as a preventative measure, no, okay. I w- no. The very best thing to have in your mouth is an uninterrupted tooth. Yeah. Your natural tooth that you came into this world with, or, you know, by the time you turn 12 and your permanent yeah. tooth came in, <laughs> yeah. that is the very best. But, you know, just with our lifestyles and with um, modern eating habits and whatever else, um, now people get cavities. And, and they probably did even as cavemen, but they lived to be 30. 
you know? I remember having some patient ask me, <laughs> what did cavemen do? And I said, they died. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> they didn't live to be very old. Yeah. Um, you know, so we're living much longer. People are keeping their teeth much longer. And if you have a cavity, then you have to, you have to deal with it in yeah. one way or another. Um, and your very best, your very most ideal is to have your uninterrupted tooth. Yeah. So I just decided I'm due to go at the end of February, but I'm just going to see what happens since then. So I'm like, you know, I'm just going to brush better. I got a different Sonicare that has a sensitive setting so that I... Oh, good. Yeah. I like those. <laughs> and I do then get the fluoride treatments, even though I'm kind of torn about it, but I feel like I probably do have the teeth that need it. Mm -hmm. And as far as my kids go, you know, I live in an in an area where our water is does not have fluoride in it you know so it's mm -hmm. another kind of controversial thing and i do not supplement the kids with fluoride um you know i have a pediatrician that tries to get me to the dentist and i think i like did it for a week for my son and then i just felt like this just didn't feel right to me mm -hmm. um, so i do not give them any kind of oral fluoride and my sister is actually a naturopath and she kind of, you know, we talked about it and she, you know, kind of advised me against that, but decide like what we, I kind of decided was that I would at least have the kids do the fluoride treatment at the mm -hmm. dentist office, you know, twice a year versus having it every day, especially, I don't know what their teeth are going to be like. They're only four and six and don't have any cavities yet. Thank goodness. Right. And I didn't yeah. have any that young, but, um, that's probably something I'll just kind of keep an, keep an eye on then. And yeah. Because they don't use fluoride toothpaste, obviously. They still use the kind that you can, like, swallow. So Right, right. Um, I guess that is something you just have to kind of figure out for yourself yeah. what's going to, what right. doesn't work. But, yeah, because tooth pain, I've had it. It, it is not fun. So, <laughs> but what I decided, it leads me to my next topic. What I decided, and I've done this off and on, but I thought, again, I'm looking, I don't want to get a cavity. That just seemed like, like you said, I don't want more stuff in my mouth that shouldn't be there. And I thought, well, mm -hmm. what else can I do? So I've started oil pulling again, and I've done it different times, but I've been pretty consistent now. So it's probably been four or five months because it's, you know, been about six months since my last dental appointment. And mm -hmm. how do you feel about like oil? I'm not even sure it's doing anything, um, but now it's become such a habit. And I do feel like, because I do coconut oil, I do feel like it keeps my breath breath like coconutty like I like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's doing um, what you find so here's my take on that just because I haven't seen it to actually reduce cavities or reduce any gum health issues if you like it and you want to do it go for it I don't think it's going to cause any problems but I really don't see I have I've had several patients that have started doing it and I just haven't seen the kind of results that, you know, you, you read about. Yeah. <laughs> I just haven't seen like that. Reverse cavities. A lot of people say just for whitening, you know, and yeah. I haven't noticed again, it's been four or five months. Mm -hmm. I told myself I do it in between dental visits. So then I, when I went to the dentist, I could see if it made any difference, but as far as I can tell, it hasn't really done anything. I'm having a lot of plaque buildup behind my teeth, which I 
I haven't, it happened, feel like it happened overnight and it doesn't seem to be doing anything for that either. So right. I know yeah. I'm harming myself, it sounds like. So <laughs> no, I, you know, that's the thing. I don't really see it as causing any issues. Um, it might actually help increase the tartar buildup because of the, you know, you're swishing those minerals around. Isn't the recommendation to swish it for like 10 minutes or something? It's a really long time to hold that in your mouth. 20 minutes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, um, it might actually contribute to some tartar buildup. Um, but you know, as long as you're going to the dentist and you're getting that removed, it's not really going to be a problem. But like I said, you know, this is the part that I find so funny is that people will not spend a minute and a half to floss, but they will put coconut oil in their mouth and swish it around for 20 minutes thinking that it's going to be the end yeah. all and be all. And it, you know what? You just don't have to do that. You just don't have to do it. Just brush and floss. Take like yes, four minutes. Yes. Brush just brush and floss. Just I brush and floss. I do both. Floss. I'm just saying I do both. So it's not like <laughs> yes. you floss. Exactly. <laughs> but I just do it in the shower, like when I'm getting ready in the morning. You know, sure. And you know, if you feel like it makes your breath better or you like the way that your yeah. mouth feels afterwards or whatever, yeah, it's, I just don't see it as a problem, but... Um, I haven't seen you know, if you're thinking that it's going to reduce your periodontal issues, I have not seen that. Okay. And yeah. I've had many patients with periodontal disease who have tried it and come back and hoped that it made a difference and it, it just doesn't. Well, so, um, crushing my dreams there, but I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that I went out and purchased, see, I'm very proactive. The other thing. Yes, you are. <laughs> I bought, and now your thoughts on this, one of those water flossers, like I, it's a Sonicare one that, you know, yeah. do you see that those make any kind of difference? I still floss too. I haven't, again, done that right. instead of flossing. And the big thing is it says that it helps. Replaces flossing. Yeah. So that's my big thing is advertising because yeah. it does not replace flossing. Because I, I can guarantee you that when people are using those exclusively and not flossing, I am picking a ton of chicken and stuff out of their teeth yeah. because the pressure would have to be so great to get that out of there that they would blast their gums off. Yeah. And so it doesn't replace flossing, but it is really great if you have existing fillings, existing crowns, bridges, implants, things like that where the water can get a little better then but you know again it's a whole other step yeah it's a it's a whole other thing and well, if you're like me add it but don't replace any like I just will do that yeah. every night but like maybe every other night and again I think it's kind of fun you know right like, I'm <laughs> practicing well and it massages your gums and especially yeah. if you're a person who you know has been down a long dental road and you have lots of crowns or you have an implant or you have things like that it's great it's really great, but it does not replace flossing. It doesn't. Okay. Um, Listerine got in big trouble for advertising that, that it replaced flossing. Um, nothing replaces flossing, guys. I'm really sorry. Yeah. <laughs> gotta floss. You just gotta. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, and like you said, it's really, you know, like a minute and a half, two minutes of flossing, two minutes of brushing your teeth and you're done. I have a Right. Long yeah. Routine. And so if you're reasonably healthy, 
you haven't had a lot of dental work. You just don't need to do all these other processes. Yeah. Yes, I would add a tongue scraper or brush your tongue. Yeah. But other than that, I just don't think you need to add all these gadgets and things that, you know, some of them are expensive. Yeah. So keep it simple is really what you're saying. Brush Absolutely. Yeah. Maybe add a tongue scraper, which are really cheap. And yeah. I'm sure you would say go to the dentist twice a year, like you're saying. Absolutely. Yeah. Preventative is huge. And yeah. we can catch things small and treat them when they're small instead of waiting for things to blow up. And then we have like this reconstructive issue going on that's very difficult sometimes. Yeah. Well, I think the other thing is to just like anything, like it's hard to find a dentist, you know, that you like or a doctor that you like. And I think I'm always one of those people like, like this last time with the dentist, I wasn't real happy. I might look for another dentist now. I think that's also something to keep in mind. If something they're saying isn't clicking or registering with you, like try mm -hmm. to find someone else that's a little more like-minded or, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Find someone that you like because that shouldn't be the reason you don't go to the dentist, you know, like I think some yes. people are afraid to go, but find someone that really clicks with you and it makes it, I think, if not enjoyable, at least tolerable. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. And trust yourself, trust your yeah. gut, you know, take responsibility for your own health. Like I love that when she said, let's do these preventative fillings that you said, no, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, that's, that's really great. Good job. Well, yeah. And then I went out and got my water floss or oil, but like, what else can I do? <laughs> and that was the other weird thing from that laugh is I started to get kind of a, a plaque buildup behind my teeth. And so recently I actually started one more thing, uh, your opinion on here with this is I bought one of those little dentist like scraper things like they would use. At, so should I not do that myself? Cause it no, has, okay. no, no, <laughs> cause I have, it oh, has for some. all things, holy, do not <laughs> buy those things and use them. No, no, no. There is so much about dental anatomy that is so yeah. small. We are talking itty bitty, like fibers that attach your gums to your teeth. And okay. there's just so much that goes into it. Like, we are not just sitting there scraping stuff off your teeth without a lot of education and a lot of, you know, knowledge of what's going on in there. No, 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 no. Please don't use those. After the last visit, I didn't feel like it was any, like, even though they were scraping, my dental hygienist uses the scraper plus the water pick thing. Yeah. And it still wasn't. So um, I will stop doing it myself, but would maybe just ask her to spend some more time because I want that all off. It was just weird. I don't usually have a buildup in between, like after a visit, you know, it usually goes all the way away. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, it does sound like maybe you could have used a little extra time down there. Yeah. Or maybe just, I thought too, of just asking for an, an extra, like maybe I'm someone that needs to go every three months just for a cleaning, you know, and uh -huh. I have to pay a little Yeah. Bit. We have lots of patients who do that. Mm -hmm. we, yeah. In the office that I'm in, we have lots of patients that come every three or four just because every six just isn't enough. And I to think help keep six, since that's know. what insurance covers, but maybe that'll be something I talk to my dentist about or mm -hmm. come see Gita to do my teeth next time. <laughs> 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 
That's funny. No more picking my own teeth. Okay. No, please. No. <laughs> Nobody buy those things, please. Yeah. We've learned so much today. Thank you Good. so much. Um, I think especially just thinking about the chemicals that are in stuff and then, you know, um, the abrasion that can in those toothpaste that are whitening and tartar control that causes more gum recession and the stuff that you're thinking is helping actually making it worse. So right. I really like just kind of that idea of just keeping it simple with brush, yep. floss, floss, your tongue scraper, if you want to yep. do something else, but that alone, just doing that every day and consistently. Yep. Gently. That's the other thing. Gently. Yes. It's really, it's really what it I'm is. I'm going to go back to the pick thing too, just for one more second, <laughs> because so many people do have that recession and your root surfaces are so soft compared to the enamel surfaces of your teeth that you can really gouge and dig into your roots with those. So please don't buy them. I hope I didn't dig into them too much. <laughs> now I'm worried, but I've only been doing it like the past like two, I've probably done it two or three times. So I will stop yeah. now, but I did <laughs> satisfy because I finally, because I was afraid it was just never going to come off. So there we go. Well, thank you so much. I'm going to um, link your email in case anyone wants to follow up with you or has a question. Perfect. Um, they can get in touch with you. I'll link it here to the bottom of this episode. But thank you so much. This has been very enlightening. I've been looking forward to this so much. So I really <laughs> appreciate it. <laughs> You're very welcome. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. And remember, life is so much sweeter without sugar.